Hello and welcome to Audible River. I'm Alan Rice, and I am very happy to have with me Venerable Lama Losong Samten, teacher of Tibetan Buddhism and spiritual director of Tibetan Buddhist Center in Philadelphia. He is also the author of Ancient Teachings in Modern Times, Buddhism in the 21st Century, and among many other things, Lama Lonsong is a master of creating sacred sand mandalas. Lama Lonsong, very, very good to have you with me today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Yes. You're welcome. Hey, so you are currently working on a mandala, are you not? I am, actually, Alan. I'm here in Chico, one of the places I've been coming. I mean, Chico, I've been here coming so many years. And I've done so many mandalas in Chico, in here in Butte College and uh, Chico States, um, and also now here at the museum. So currently, yes, I'm doing a extraordinary mandala. It's called Mandalo Madatara. The Mandala Mother Tara? Is that what you're yeah. calling it? Oh my goodness, that sounds amazing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to, I'm look. I haven't seen it yet. I'm looking forward to getting there to see it soon. Uh, yes. Now, I understand, you can tell me if this is true, that you were the one who created the first Tibetan sacred mandala in the U.S. or in the West, even. Is that true? That is true, Ellen. Yes, that is true. Yeah, can you tell me a little bit about how that happened? Oh, absolutely. I'm happy to share with you, Ellen. So, <clears throat> uh, well, this kind of uh, Tibetan unique sand mandalas, or Tibetan, or generally the Buddhist sand mandalas, are only in the past only created in the monasteries, never done in the publicly, and only for the uh, spiritual ceremonies and during the teachings. But then 1988, and His Holiness the Dalai Lama decided to share this unique Tibetan Sand Mandala to the world. So that's right, the, my monastery and the His Holiness sent me to do the, this project in American Museum of Natural History in New York. That was the first time that was a really a first time. And uh, me and the <clears throat> two other monks, we did a mandala at American Museum of Natural History. Believe it or not, 50 or 60,000 people came wow. to see the mandala. And uh, so it was a very, very extraordinary success a project. Well, the, these mandalas... Um... I have to say, you know, from personal experience of uh, being in the presence of, of the mandala that I know that you created, th these are these are they have a powerful presence. Absolutely, the mandala, for example, which I'm creating here in this time, twenty-one goddess, twenty-one goddess mandala, are the have been creating like this over two thousand seven hundred years. Wow. Originally taught by Buddha himself, the founder of the Buddhist. And ever since then, so many great artists, men and women, create this design and dedicate for peace and have been using for the meditation. So here in the Chico, 
what we have been, what we're doing is creating the mandala and morning before any, any before we putting the sand on the table, we pray and chanting and and then creating that design, and along with the meditation, and then end of there is a dedication. So it is a putting a tremendous energy to the mandala, and people felt very strong energy from mandala. That's definitely. And so the mandalas that you're talking about, 2,700 years old, that is what you said, right? Exactly. Yeah. This wow. design, generally, uh-huh. the sand, generally the sand mandalas are even more than 2,700 years. Before Buddhism in India, the Hindu tradition had been creating the sand mandala way before Buddha came to the, India. But then, then this design uh, is called mandala of Tara, had been creating uh, since 2,700 years. You know, one thing that's curious uh, to me that I want to get your views on, uh, uh, first I'll say that visualization uh, images are a very, it seems to be a very important part of uh, Buddhist teaching. Um, Absolutely. So I'd like to view, can you like expand more, talk about your experience? What what does visualization, how is it used and, and what does it mean? What does it convey? Well, one thing is, Alan, our mind is so powerful. Mind is in a way the the mind can create uh, tremendous things. Mind can create a lot of positive things, and mind can create also a lot of negative things. So the mind is a, such a powerful. Well, in a way, all these things we are we be living with, and we be using it. All this created by the mind. So anything, any object which we're using. For example, computers and iPhone and iPad, these are mental mind creativities. So somebody, first they visualize, first they create his or her mind and putting this kind of object. So, so the mandalas, so therefore, in the Buddhist, special Mahayana Buddhism, is a visualization is a, such an important so the mandalas are many ways important. Special mandalas, the design itself is imagination of the pure land. The pure land. Pure land. Pure body, pure speech, pure soul or consciousness. Wow. That that's that does sound very powerful. So <clears throat> When, when someone is in the presence, someone witnesses the, the mandala, that, you know, thousands of years of, of intention, I suppose, is like there's, there's, a, there's a lot of... Okay, I think that what I want to get at here is that the image itself is something I imagine is like carried in the mind of monks, carried in like the teacher's minds. It's like embodied in some way, and then it's created because you're learning this... Um, you're expressing something through your meditation, your activity. Um, not trying. I'm not sure exactly what I'm trying to ask, but it has to do with the way a, a lineage of teaching is passed through the image. That's you know. Yes, that's what I want to get your reaction on. That is true. In a way, the mandalas are, for example, here <clears throat> any mandalas 
mandalas are based on the reality, the reality of the uh, uh, external reality and the internal reality. Also, the mandalas are used for the how to heal our negative thoughts and feelings. So mandala can be many different ways, but looks like a <clears throat> many different colors, but each color means something. Each color have a tremendous significance. Wow. So how, how did you learn to make mandalas? That seems like an incredible skill. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, you know, mandalas, Zen mandalas, in the, in, in, you know, in Tibet, there were in before 1959, you know, so many monasteries and nunneries. Monasteries and nunneries are like a, here in, in America, like a school. It's like a, so many different schools, so many, so many different colleges. Likewise, in Tibet, there are so many monasteries. So people get in, you know, enter to the monastery, not necessarily only the spiritual reason, but also education reason. Oh. In each monastery have a different <clears throat> curriculum. And uh, so uh, I, I have a chance to enter to the monastery called the Namgyal Monastery. Monastery of the Historians, the Dalai Lama, believe or not, I have no idea how I get into there. <laughs> was so lucky. Nowadays, I was thinking, wow, I get into that monastery. And I've been studying about 20-something 20, 20 years. But in there, they teach the Zen Mandala. The Zen Mandala, and uh, for example, <clears throat> how to color the sand. How, how to use the measurement of the mandala. So all this process taught in that school on the monastery over two years, two years. And a lot of things, you know, we memorize. Through all these textbooks, we memorize it. So it's a, it's a, it's a nowadays when we're looking back, it's a fascinating and Good thing is I have a great teacher. This uh, remarkable uh, teacher who are uh, uh, fled from Tibet 1959, and they be an expert as an expert for the Zen Mandala. So I'm so fortunate. So so therefore, each time I do the mandalas, at first I I really bringing an image of my te mandala teachers, I thank them. I said, thank you, teachers. You're giving me this great, you know, uh, education as a mandala. Now here I'm going to share to the general public. Whoever sees this mandala, we should bring a peace and uh, deep understanding of the, you know, kindness and compassion. So it's a, that's what it really is, man. So you wouldn't you wouldn't need to understand anything about Tibetan Buddhism or 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 be a meditator to actually enjoy the experience of being with the mandala. Is that correct? That's absolutely correct. 
And so that's what people are drawn to, you know, you know, sort of like a, just, just looking at it, just looking at the mandala and the shapes and the colors. First of all, is that even, you know, I've been doing a lot of mandalas, a lot of the schools. Normally the schools in the class, the kids are really sort of like, a, you know, moving around and uh, all over the place. Each time I go to the school in the classroom, when I show to those same colors, the kids are like, a, wow. It's, it is amazing. It's, it's like, you know, it's like a window into another world. And I, I think that that image is, is, is powerful that way, you know. And, and I, I know it, it seems like we're, you know, spending a lot of time talking about this, but it's an amazing thing to me to have this skill passed on. And by the way, I mean, you, you said you were fortunate. Maybe fortune chose you because I, I have to ask you, have you always liked or loved doing the mandalas? Absolutely. You know, I would say... I'll, I think that historically, I'm the longest person who have been doing the mandala. My goodness. I know. <laughs> I've been mandala since 1988 in the United States and Canada and many parts of the in South America. But here, as I said to you, see, in Chico, in this beautiful small town, I've been doing, I've, I've done, this is my seventh mandala. And people are coming every day. And it's just like, even though many of them have been seeing six already mandala, but then, then walking in this time in the museum and just, wow. <laughs> I know, it's, it's, always, it's always a fresh experience, <laughs> isn't it? Um, so if this is your seventh in Chico, do you always do a different one, or are you... oh, each time I did a different, different, different mandala, different mandala. I have a chance to share for the people in Chico and around the Chico. I have been shared the mandala, medicine, medicine mandala, wheel of time mandala, hmm. wheel of life mandala, compassion mandala. And uh, so this is the Mother Tara Mandala, which you be created. So once you learned to make these mandalas, do you do you do you, do you have do you refresh yourself? Do you study an image, or does it is it mostly in you? Uh, you know, forever once you've learned it. I mean, how do you how do you keep up these skills? Well, you know, I, I, as like a musician, mm -hmm. you know, the great musicians, even though they are so great. They have to practice every single day. Oh, you know. Likewise, to me, even though I have been studying this, I've been doing this so many times. But at the same time, I I didn't want to lose my skill, so I need to repeat myself. I need to practice again. In a way, these days, uh, good or bad, whatever it is. So I've been so busy carrying the sand and going to town to town, to place to place. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so I didn't, I, I didn't have to, you know, set up the schedule to practice myself, but mm. really going so many places and 
it is really uh, it's uh, it's each time they create the design, and I look at it, and I say, "Wow!" Not yeah. the wow which I created, but the wow because of this sort of design taught by two thousand something years ago. Yes, has nothing to do with me. There's nothing to do with create my ego or anything, but it is a magnificent. In the ancient time, they have a, such a great knowledge and skill, and they know exactly, you know, what to do. It's it's almost like the mandala becomes a living thing, and that this is just my thinking, and that you perform a service to let the mandala emerge and be seen. Does that make sense? That makes sense. For example, today, even though yesterday and today is a museum is closed, and uh, so uh, I've been working, uh, um, even though museums are closed, I can I can hearing the museum's phone is ringing as like a, I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the people say, "Can I see to the mandala? Can I come to the the phone?" Is a keep ringing, but uh, but <clears throat> I, I think you know creating a mandala. Even the museum is closed in yesterday and today. That way, I can Thursday tomorrow when we people come in, they can see the design, nice and beautiful design, and also. I'm, you know, <clears throat> I'm, I'm the only one in this case creating this, this design. So if I do work more yesterday and today, there will be Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and the next week, I have more chance to explain what is, what is this all this about? Oh, I see. There's more, more completed that you can talk about, right? Is that what you mean? It's like more of the image yes. that's available to, to just, yes. you know, to describe. Yes. yes. So, so it takes you quite a while to make a sand mandala, right? And it's and you're just placing grains of sand in beautiful patterns. Grains of sand. That depend on the you know the design. One time we did a mandala uh, wheel of time here at Chico State, and it took me. I mean, I work every single day. It took me uh, five weeks. Wow. So this is uh, not. Big as like a mandala wheel of town is, but it, it taking me a two week to complete. So the twenty seventh of the October this month, and uh, it be complete mandala of twenty one thousand. Today, for example, you know, I'll be finishing five taras. Now five taras already on the table. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting, huh? Isn't I know. <laughs> five taras is like a live waiting for tomorrow to whoever comes tomorrow to say, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then tomorrow I'm working, I'm sure there's another five or six or seven taras. Basically, end of the, this week, Sunday, I believe, uh, at least I can finish the whole 21 wow. image of the Tara. And then there's more other design to go around right. with that. Got it. Right. Because there's lots, lots of oh. uh, imagery to complete the whole mandala. Lots of detail. It's, a, it's a really amazing. 
It's really amazing. It, it is. Um, huh? It is. I, I mean, the, the, to me, it's a very amazing process, the whole thing. I mean, everything that we're talking about is uh, because uh, I'm a visual artist, too. And uh, uh, one of the things that I've been interested in all my life is the, uh, you know, the power of visual arts, uh, you know, how, what, what it emotes in people. And then, and, then, and then this in particular, something that has so much tradition behind it and, and so such a strong message uh, that I'm just, you know, very interested in, in uh, how that works, how people interact. And the fact that, it's, it, that, that we as humans... You know the the you know Tibetan monks have created this process that continues to go on, and, and I assume there's people learning, still learning today to create these mandalas, right? Well, that is right. I mean, still people are learning mandalas, and unfortunately, there's no way to Tibetans can learn the same mandala in Tibet. Unfortunately, since oh. 1959, and Tibet was fully controlled by. Um, the Chinese, the China government, but there's no way to they can study a mandala in Tibet, unfortunately. But yet, you know, <clears throat> in in mainly in India, the Tibetan community in India, the monastics, where I also happen to study a mandala in India, not in Tibet. So we try to preserving this culture, mm-hmm. of San mandala. Beautiful. I mean, this is a, this is a w- wonderful work that you're doing. So, so all this work goes into creating the mandala, and then what happens? Wow, <laughs> that's the biggest question. <laughs> no, Alan, look this though. Everywhere I go to do the mandala, and people who have never seen the mandala before, and they comes and they're so quiet. They pay attention to what I'm doing and looking around the design and the color. So most of people ask them, what are you going to do after you're done? Okay. I'll say, well, you know, within a day or two, it's going to dismantle. And they will, first they thought, what I'm talking about? Are you saying going to dismantle or destroying this? I said, well, yeah, yeah, it's not, not, we wouldn't use as a word a destroy, but we dismantle. And then there's a, wow. And, and so he or she was so shocked to beauty of this mandala and worked so many days and so many hours and then come to dismantle. Wow. So then he or she will bring the next day a friend to see the mandala and now that the person already know, learn from me to going to dismantle. And then he or she will tell the friend saying quietly, he's going to dismantle this. <laughs> <laughs> you hear them say this, right? I've got, I can hear that. I can hear that. So then the, wow. But then I have to explain. Because of his, uh, I said, well, you know, this is uh, this kind of so many different sand of the colors gave from the mother earth. So now we return back to the mother earth. Like a cake, like oh. a birthday cake. A birthday cake. Yes, like a, you know, beautiful creating a 
birthday cake, and then we will not say we should not eat this so beautiful put back to the refrigerator. No, we just cut it and eat it. That kind of, you know, <clears throat> when I explain to the special the children in the school, they will understand. Yes. Really understand. Yeah. Oh, I see. Now I understand. And I said, especially they understand how important we are giving a gift, something back to the water, We're sending us some kind of blessings or caring the environment. So it's called the dismantle. In here, in this mandala of Mother Tara, 21 Tara mandala. So 28th of October, around noon, we're going to dismantle this. And then after we dismantle, and each, we have a beautiful, uh, you know, uh, uh, envelope. So each one gets a little sand if they want to, and they were carrying that home, and plus their home, plus their garden, plus whatever they are to us. So if I when I explain these things, and people understood how important the dismantle. Wow, so, so then, so then this, this, this beautiful mandala with all this beautiful intention and, and the, the imagery, <laughs> the legacy, it just, it disperses everywhere. It, go, it gets carried away, little pieces of it by everyone who is present. Is that, that's yeah. what you're saying? And then, yeah. and then most of it or the rest of it, well, you said it goes into the water? Exactly. Oh, wow. And so another reason is, Alan, is impermanent. Impermanence. Impermanence. Impermanent life. You know, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's me coming back here, Chico, and uh, my last mandala I've done here, 2018. And the 2018, some of the, my dear friends asked, uh, life, we walk together, mandala. They'll be coming every day to see the mandala. But now this time, some of the, my dear friends are no longer with me in doing this mandala. Oh. So it's just, you know, it's a life. It's a reminding us, in one hand, the, <clears throat> the mandala dismantle is reminding us about impermanent life. Impermanent of the life or reality is everything is impermanent. We think we can preserve it, but also how, how long we can preserve a matter of time going to dispose. So no matter what we believe about preserving, in reality, we have to accept, if, we, if we're being real, that it's all impermanent and that some, someday, somehow, that it will dismantle like the mandala, that all reality will. That's right. Okay. Even, and the, even the bigger picture, I could not believe, I mean, even the bigger picture, someday, even our this beautiful Mother Earth, going to also disappear. You know, but it's a fact. It is a fact. You know, and I think that, um, you know, at some level as human beings, I think that, you know, we get, you know, I think that when we, we get attached to things and we get sad about things leaving. Um, but I think that if we pay attention, there's always new that's, you know, that's, that's appearing as well. And, you know, just accepting, this is what me thinking out loud, just accepting yeah. that, 
that everything is changing, and if you can observe that that's the reality of it, there's, there's really an exquisite beauty uh, in understanding this. Absolutely. I mean, here in Chico now, and I live in, in Philadelphia already, you know, um, leaves have changed, leaves have fell down on the ground. But now in here in Chico, even though weather, weather is up and down and up and down, some days cold, some days hot, but anyhow, now this street, beautiful trees, now leaves are falling down and getting changed the colors. So we said, that's how it is. That's how we're living. And so the mandalas, <clears throat> so the mandalas are, have a theme and a story and a message in our life for us. So the dismantle, the message is impermanent, impermanent. But that brings me to another question. What, what would you say, is there anything that is permanent in this experience? Is there anything about it that is expressed or a truth that you could say that that part is the part that won't change or will stay forever? Is that, is that even a thing? Well, in the philosophy case, Ellen, we will, when we, in the monastery, our main subject is study is the Buddhist philosophy. Mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, and the physics. Mm -hmm. So in, in that aspect, for example, the space, which is one of the examples, the space can be a prominent. It does not mean to prominent and prominent, but it's changing and changing and changing, but space cannot be, not be a space. Okay. But the things like a... <clears throat> other things like mandalas and the house and the trees and the, things like a, a lot of things is completely changed. The tree can be changed, but not be a tree. But the space is a remain as a, a space forever, even though it's changing. Okay. So that kind of definition in the Buddhist philosophy. Interesting. That is very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Now, I want to get back to the, the origins. Oh, say, first, how many mandalas did you learn to make when, they were, when you were being taught? Yes, I've been studying uh, about 40-something mandalas. 40-something. Especially, the, especially the, the most important mandalas, like a Wheel of Time, Mandala of Tara, which I'm creating now. Mm -hmm. If you know this well, and the rest of it is easy to understand. Oh, I see. See, these these are the ones you're talking. These are uh, like fundamental to the Tibetan philosophy. Is that what is that what you're saying? Or exactly, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, this is yeah. I mean, um, I think that I mean, and the, one of the reasons I wanted to go into a little more detail here is that I think that um, uh, a lot of people are fascinated with mandalas, but they just know that they like it. You know how it is? It's like, it's like, oh, I just, I just know I like it. But I kind of think that if someone uh, could hear a little more detail and get a deeper understanding of the meaning, that it would be helpful, you know, in, in the experience and to understand some of the culture that it's, that it's emerged from. And, uh, and I guess, I, you know, I need to, need to thank the, His Holiness the Dalai Lama for sending you here in 1988, you know, for opening up mandalas to the rest of the world. That was that was kind of a big decision. Were there was there controversy about that? There was a huge decisions. Yeah, because it was never done before. Mm -hmm. 
is uh, is I was there, the person who asked to Dalai Lama to uh, send a, a monk to do the mandala in, in America. I was there, and he was like, a, what? <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to do what? <laughs> what, what? What are you saying? <laughs> huh. But but gradually he's on a thing as a beneficial of it, right? Yes. But you know, but the thing is, um, why he's on a says so what? Because it's never done in the publicly like this. Mm -hmm. Even though it is it has a tremendous power and carrying a tremendous message of peace on the earth, but only you know spiritual field rather than a museum school. But, and then later on, and not that day, but a few months later, and the person who, who uh, at the time was living in New York, he at that time, 1988, there's no cell phone, there's no uh, email, only he can send the, you know, fax. Fax to the Dalai Lama to waste the money. Would you please send the money? <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, those are those are interesting times where it was a lot harder to get, especially especially and then that far. even more interesting time. So I came to from India, even though there's a lot of sand. So now I'm here using the sand from Arizona, New Mexico, and California. At that time, me coming from India, and I'm carrying the sand from India. And my suitcase is so heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a problem with the airport. They're looking at the East Sam, what this is all about. And I'm a monk and coming from Manasu. I have no idea what they're looking for so seriously. This, this white sand and the yellow sand. And I have no idea what this is all about. <laughs> Therefore, so what? what is this? And I, I was in JFK couple of hours. Oh, wow. Because they had no no idea what you were doing. No idea. They what? thought, later on, I realized, they thought maybe I'm bringing out some kind of drugs or something. Yes, <laughs> exactly. It's like, so they're looking at all these different colors and they're going like, all right, what is this, right? What's this? <laughs> and they wanted me to sit in the corner and so don't touch wool testing this and they test and test and test. And later on, they realized that it was a sand. <laughs> you could have told him that, right? <laughs> yeah. They say, why are you bringing us in? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We have sand here. Like, why are you bringing sand in America? Look at this. It's so heavy. I always remember that so vividly. Wow. I bet you do. That, that's, so was that your first time in the U.S.? Uh, that was not first time to the U.S., but that's that's first time to me coming to do the mandala. First time to do the mandala, right? By myself, yes. Wow, <laughs> wow. And so um, you must have. Did you learn English in uh, in India before you came to the U.S.? Oh, you know, I didn't learn in English in in India. I learned English. You know, I'm still learning, but English I learned since I came to U.S. Okay. Yeah. So that would have complicated things at JFK as well. If your English wasn't very good. <laughs> My English is not good. Luckily, I'm carrying a piece of paper to say, 
His name is Lobsang Samden. He is going to American Museum of Natural History. This is a picture of his called Tibetan Sand Mandala. So that's what I'm carrying. <laughs> and somebody, the person who organized her, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> waiting outside the JFK, but he's waiting. He has no idea why, why I'm not coming out of the <laughs> airport. <laughs> oh, he has. I was three hours there checking and checking, but because I have so many different colors. Look in here, for example. I have a 30 different color of sand. So they had to test everyone, every color? They would test everything. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of... That... So these days, what I'm doing, I'm not carrying them when I travel. I, I ship to the sand and had a time. Ah, you got wise. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, First of all, it's so heavy. And secondly, always the airport has some kind of problem there. They wanted to see, well, what is this? And, and for a while, I was carrying out, you know, I was so many news clips or, you know, uh, images. And in sometime in the, even the airport, they said, oh, yeah, I saw you. Oh, oh really? Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. But anyhow, you know, they, they make sure it's a really a sand. Of course. Wow. Especially, you know, once they ask the question, then they, you know, then they have to like follow procedure and do all that stuff. Right. Oh, wow. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, overall, what what would you say, you know, if you had to summarize the, the most important teaching that you would like to come from the mandala to, to anyone, if you, if you had to say, or if, if you can express what it means to you, I guess that's what I'm trying to get at, just in a simple way. What that's that meaning that it has? Kindness. Kindness. Yeah, kindness. Oh my goodness! Yeah. So that's what we're lacking in today in the world. Be kind. Be kind to ourselves and be kind to the to the others. I mean, that's the message from Jesus. Be kind. It is. Ah, kindness. It's a I, simple message, but it's, but it's a, a powerful very, healer. Very profound and really very kind. Mm-hmm. For example, you know, <clears throat> this is, uh, I've been doing this over 30 something years, even here in Chico, even though some lot of people who have been seeing the mandala, which I create, but then there's a lot of new people are coming too. And there was asked. Three, four, five people come and there was somebody asked, What is this? And I said, These are the sand. And oh, these are the sand? Did you did you <clears throat> did you make this? Uh, how did you make this colored sand? And I explained everything. And then they left. Another five, six people come in and said, what is this? <laughs> so these things to me is a very uh, wonderful opportunity to me to be patient and mm-hmm. the kindness to share into the others. And that is that is striking about you. I I, I can say you know it's it's wonderful wonderful talking with you, and uh, <clears throat> I want to thank you very much for taking this time to. Uh, talk with me today and to give us more information about your your history the history of the mandalas and how and what it means this is very beautiful thank you very much lama lonsang for joining us today
Thank you so much for uh, giving me a chance to explain a mandala. Thank you. You are welcome. And that is all for this episode of Audible River. If you have any thoughts you'd like to share, you can email us at audibleriverpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.